Welcome to Keep It Real with Anna and Avery. Today we've got our amazing guest, Ellie French, KETV sports reporter. Ellie, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited. I love like when I go to events and see you guys there. So mm-hmm. now to be able to hop on the podcast is awesome. I remember when you first sent out your tweet that you were coming to Nebraska. So that was 2021? Yeah, that was, um, gosh, uh, probably like August. Okay. Or, I, my first week was the first week of September of 2021. So mm-hmm. It's just like time is just flying I'm right like, it? it's almost april uh-huh. of 2023 it's and like, you've what? been here so that's like it's almost coming up on your third year then right uh almost my second almost, almost your second, second. Yeah, second yeah 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 um which is like i said just crazy because i feel like sometimes like maybe the first year was a little slow just because you're getting used True. to everything mm-hmm. but the second year is flown by Right. Like how? How is like we're already on our like third sports season cycle already. It's crazy. So and now you know everyone. You built those relationships, so it's a lot easier. But yeah. I remember seeing that and being so happy that there was another woman coming because oh. they hadn't really had too many female sports reporters at KTV prior. Yeah, I think there might have been one, but yeah, actually, I think I like I think they've tried to hire before but mm-hmm. I'm like the first the first like full time yeah. okay which was weird I remember when Andy told me that because this was like after I was already there I think he had said that he was just like oh yeah by the way like and he's like it's not from lack of trying like we've tried to hire like they've had interviews and stuff but he's like yeah you're the first and stuff and I was like it's a big just, deal yeah I was like I just I'm like that's great and like I said it's not from them like lack of trying or anything but yeah. it made me just like even more honored because I was already honored to get the job to begin with because mm-hmm. I always am just like me like you mm-hmm. watched my reel and you wanted <laughs> me like that's crazy but um so that just really added to it and made me excited to just kind of be part of that history even more for sure Avery I know you wanted to talk about March Madness because we were yeah. both there yeah um and Ellie you got to go to the Women's March Madness as well yeah. what was that experience like so it's crazy because like even just Going back to last year, I remember with Creighton women after they beat Iowa, I think it kind of just kicked everything into gear of like, you're going to cover this team now Mm -hmm. and stuff. And I wish that we like would have gone and been there um, for the Iowa game when they upset them because it was obviously crazy. But just pivoting back to last year, I remember when they wanted me to cover them and they're like, you know, we'll see what happens. Like they could win the Sweet 16. And then if they do, you like you'll stay the whole weekend and stuff. And they ended up beating Iowa. Like they were just on a tear. Mm-hmm. Beating Iowa State was crazy. Yep. And then once I saw they had to play South Carolina, though, South Carolina was just like <laughs> so we, South Carolina, South yeah. Carolina. Don Staley yeah. is incredible. Yeah. They just obviously yeah. get too much top talent. So I knew it was gonna be a challenge for them. But regardless, it was still so fun uh-huh. being part of that because that was my first time ever actually getting to like travel for a trip. Like fly to Greensboro and Mm -hmm. like lug gear around the airport and do all that but just go and be in a new place and like experience a high level event was great and then this year it was really cool um to go check out because they were at Notre Dame and South Bend so I make the drive to South Bend (laughs) which was an eight-hour drive surprisingly uh because my coworker Matt Foster did the drive to Denver yep did you end up driving or no we okay I flew alone but thank god it would have been like a nice eight ten eight to nine hour yeah he was like he said the stretch in like West Nebraska and then even kind of getting into Colorado because I was like oh you probably have like scenic beauty and mountains and stuff he was just like no it no. wasn't much for a while and I was like really no. um, you cross the border and you're like okay so when does it change like no, yeah exactly. Colorado sign like come on we need we need some progress here 
Yeah, like yeah. you think like instantly, you're like, there's gonna be mountains and trees and yeah. like beauty and stuff, and it's like yeah. he said there no. wasn't, so I felt bad for him. Um, but yeah, I drove to South Bend and got to cover them, and that was cool just to see because the way that like South Bend, like Notre Dame, like a lot of their arenas are right by each other so where the basketball stadium was the football stadium is literally right next to it so That's i would so just cool. walk by it every day and i wanted to like go in so bad but i would just kind of keep and try to see the scoreboard and stuff yeah. like i went up to the gate one day to just kind of try and look at yeah. some but it was cool just to see another campus and obviously like notre dame women's basketball like won a national championship mm -hmm. so you could see their banner and the rafters yeah. and so it was cool it was i mean mississippi state was a tough opponent for Creighton but just the way that the program like just even getting there like they have the chance to maybe make it three in a row next year the first time ever it would happen right. for the women's pro so I'm just rooting for them so hard because it's always I just think it's better when women's basketball is like at a better level 100 sure. percent did you guys see each other when you guys were covering the men's the Creighton yes. oh yeah it was like yeah. some of those was just like a hey what's up because they're like oh my gosh around. yeah it was so chaotic because I was trying to cover pretty much every team like obviously I would do the Creighton stuff but since we're digital I was like all right I'm gonna cover Gonzaga I'm gonna talk to whoever I can so I was like really running everywhere but like the grind that you guys do and especially I know Channel 6 was there as well and they do live shots yeah. um and that was like whoa like you gotta run out of the arena yeah. do your live shot set up make sure you have a light you're also alone yeah. so it yeah. was like either joe or grace yeah. running outside and doing that and i was like you guys are hustling so. oh my gosh well you were seriously hustling too that's why it's like we'd be like hey hey and then it's always mm -hmm. chaotic obviously like after yep. games are done because you're just trying to get you're it trying done. to flip things so fast and like you exactly. guys have deadlines i want to get things out as soon as possible too it's all about the timeliness and it's yeah. like all right, it's 11 p.m. Who's yeah. on Twitter right now looking at this? And it's always a grind to get things yeah. get things rolling for sure. Yeah. But to your point about women's basketball, um, I actually just made a TikTok on this about Caitlin Clark and the impact that she's had on women's basketball. Um, it's just so cool to see how much more, how many more eyes are on women's basketball this year. And I think this Friday game today between South Carolina and Iowa, it's going to shatter records. Mm -hmm. It's going to be crazy. Honestly, like the, all these final four teams are programs that like generate so much attention, but, but especially the Iowa South Carolina game, because yeah. obviously they're, it's like Iowa, Caitlin Clark, like so much national attention, but it's like, how do you forget? They're also playing the defending national champs right. that are undefeated, like their undefeated streak, like dating back to last season. Yeah. But I just feel like something's like different about this year's matchup where it's just like Iowa has so much momentum. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be an interesting play just from the perspective of like Caitlin Clark seeing like how well she's going to be able to go off. But right. she always finds a way to get it done no matter what. Yeah, she's ridiculous. I mean, 40 point triple double. Are you kidding me? I just yeah. remember, like I'm like, keep going, keep going, keep going. Because it's like the more she was adding to it, like I said, the better it was for the game. Right. And just like to see the attention that, you know, like you've got players like Steph Curry and just just all these like national big people just really like giving her shout outs and mm -hmm. giving like women's hoops shout outs in general too is mm -hmm. it's awesome to see just the game get more attention that it deserves yeah absolutely I think the encouraging thing too is like we have to appreciate the spread that social media brings it because like this is the first year I mean obviously but like this is the first year that I think I've seen like trending stuff of, I mean, obviously we love Coach Mulkey around here, but like just everything about her, you know, it's on TikTok and like South Carolina coach doing her thing. And like, 
there's more of a personal approach to the game where I feel like before I just felt like it felt kind of distant. Like we're trying to grow the game, but we don't really know much about it still, if that makes sense. Like, yes, we know basketball, but there's just not much of a personality share on the woman's side. And I feel like this is the first year that at least I've seen a drastic change where totally. like, yeah. there's been so much more personality and maybe yeah, that's like to NIL to credit too, for some. I was going to say NIL. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just having more of a platform, but just mm-hmm. the stuff I've seen on TikTok or even just like Holly Rose coverage and the videos she brings to it. I just think that encompass everything that encompasses women's basketball has taken a step up this year. Oh my gosh. Holly Rowe. Like- I'm saying that name. Oh, I've, I've never seen her at a live event, but I'm dying to, I'm dying to meet her. I know. I just want to, I want to, I love, cause she's just so well-connected and especially oh with so basketball. Yeah. Like you just, I love seeing her post game interviews because they always are just like, like hugging her. They have her yeah, arm on her. her. Because it's she's totally so personable. And I'm yes. like, I love that respect that she gets. Yes. But it, it's just so natural, too, mm-hmm. because people just gravitate gravitate towards her because she has this personality yeah. and just connect. But I'm like, that is the cutest thing. I love it. Like, yes. I love seeing players put their arms around her because uh-huh. she's just such a, like, She's like a motherly figure to like all these basketball players. There was this video that was put on Twitter because I wish I could remember what the name of the award was, but she was nominated for this award and the broadcast she was on, like put a little collage together, like live. Mm -hmm. And the beginning of it was like 10 clips of at the end of every single post-game interview, the players were like, thanks, Miss Holly. Thanks, Holly. Like hugs. And they kept saying like, thanks, Miss Holly. And I was like, oh, stop it. That's that's the status I want. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. that's the goal I'm trying to achieve yeah. right there. Holly Rose. One hundred percent. No, she's amazing. And like talk about a pioneer for women in sports media and just someone that's blazed like paths and trails for every single woman that's come after her. It's been amazing watching her. And I think back to like when I started and I want you to think back to when you started too, but just like how much has changed between when you were in college at Penn State to right now, what what can you speak to that and how you've seen the game evolve for women? Well, I think definitely because what made me want to get in the business is just I remember like I think I was sophomore in high school and just was in my kitchen getting ready for school and ESPN was on and uh, Hannah Storm was mm-hmm. yeah, anchoring yeah. and my mom was like, oh, if I could do it all over again, like I would love to do that. And like the light bulb just went off. But I remember like I feel like it was only really Hannah Storm and like Aaron Andrews yeah. were yep. the two women that I would see the most. But okay. now like any sport, I feel like I turn on and like whether it's like team reporters too or regional networks or national or stuff or even like local seeing on Twitter, like all these females in like local uh local um tv stations and they're doing Mm -hmm. sports and stuff i'm like there's just so many now compared to where i'm like i could only really think of like two three before yeah lisa salters like Mm -hmm. but now i'm like i'm like there's just like pages and pages i feel like of people where i'm like oh, i love her work or i love what she did with this or i love that and stuff so yeah it's evolved tremendously and i'm like i wanted to be the norm where it's just like a takeover where it's even more women. Yep, <laughs> yep. the, love the men. They do a great job, but I was like, it's just, it's so great to see even more women. It's a sisterhood for sure. Like anytime someone in sports, that's a woman reaches out to me. Like I automatically have a connection with them, right? Like right. you just like, know you have each other's back because yeah. you know how hard it is in this profession to get to where you are and get to where Avery and I are, because it's just like, it's just a little bit harder in a male dominated field but it's something that I think we can use to our advantage too and like help yeah. each other out and have this sisterhood of 
not competing and whatnot. And sure. I think that's something that I've definitely learned like over the years. And you talk about um, Hannah Storm, right? Yeah. So my person was Samantha Ponder at the time. Yeah. So oh, when she hosted College Game Day, and I've talked to Aaron Sorensen about this with Hale Varsity, and she's like, that's funny because like my generation she's not that much older than me neither are you mm -hmm. but um she's like it was Aaron Andrews right, right? and mm -hmm. then Samantha Ponder took over and then uh Maria Taylor, Maria Taylor. Mm -hmm. so Maria she's Taylor. Like, yeah the girl for the youngest mm -hmm. of our generations now so I think that's so cute yeah. how it just like goes down the line of like ESPN it's college crazy. game day host it's crazy and even yeah, like who was like yeah who was your host at your generation like that's how we come together now <laughs> yeah, who did you who did you watch on yeah. Saturday who morning watch? what girl was it yeah crazy because Aaron's been doing Fox now for so long mm -hmm. it's like it's like you forget that that's what she did but there's just so many and they're all so good too yep. like I'm, I'm always just taking I'm sure you guys maybe do the same and stuff but it's like I'm always just I get more excited sometimes about the post game or the halftime yep. interviews mm -hmm. than I do about the actual game because I'm, yep. like, I'm like oh okay what are they gonna ask like or, or are they gonna ask this I'm like okay she did ask this or like oh I like how she did that I'm always so 100 and I'm like mentally and sometimes even actually writing down like yep. what they ask because I, like, I do that every game yeah I love it I'm like I get so excited for it though I'm like guys <laughs> yes yeah. that's me too I'm like, after I games, to I'm like the, guys I want to listen to the interview like, uh -huh. yeah so true. Well, I've learned that too, because I found myself getting in a rut of asking similar things or looking for similar things. And I love Chris Budden. I think she has a great job, especially in men's college basketball. And I always found her questions just very different. Like each time, like her word choice, even I was like, ah, see, that's a so much better way to present that question. And so I'm never going to like use that question word for word, but I'm like, instead of asking like, what was better? Why did I just say like, what was the difference or something of the sorts? Like it's not even stealing, you know, whatever, but I love figuring out how people present questions differently. Yeah. And I love writing them down for that reason. Cause I'm like, if I'm in a rut, I'm like, Hey, how do I use a descriptive word? <laughs> you're like, I need a dictionary here. Just I have like, I like so, you, so, you do so many games and you're like, I feel like yeah. I've asked the same thing or like, am I looking for the same thing? You're like, how do I start analyzing this differently i think it's i just love this conversation that we all have like our own little practices but we all watch someone we're like okay wait wait, everyone stop what you're doing we need uh -huh. to know what she said <laughs> oh yeah i have a whole list on my phone like in my notes app of just different questions that i've heard different reporters ask yep. and if i'm like stuck like what you're talking about avery i kind of like go through that i'm like okay what what can kind of apply here because mm -hmm. there's just things that you just don't think about sure asking and you don't have the same perspective as everyone obviously so it's like really interesting how everyone presents differently in post-game interviews obviously you have the simple questions that can work wherever but mm. I always like to find moments and that's like my biggest thing of pinpointing a moment in the in the game or like after the game that's yeah. those are always the best answers like 100 percent yeah. that I found like it's always the moments that bring out the smiles and the laughs and stuff right, but yeah. I love learning from other women, like what you said about post game interviews. I'm always like, like, don't turn the game off. The game's not over <laughs> until Aaron Andrews has the field. <laughs> exactly. Seriously, so many times I've had to be like, shh, or they'll like try to change the channel. Like, uh -huh. said, I'm like, no, 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 no. This part, the this best is part. the best part. <laughs> the best part for me, at least. Do um, you listen to the Calm Down podcast with Aaron and Chris at all? Oh my gosh, I feel like I listen. Okay, here's the thing: I do a bad job of listening to people's podcasts because I even like the Kelsey brothers I follow mm -hmm. their podcast on Instagram and I'm like oh my gosh I haven't even actually listened to their episodes but I just see the little snippets and I'm I love that they did that because yeah. they're 
they're two of my geniuses favorites. too and so but they keep it real too keep it real oh, geez. oh my gosh i was gonna say do we like great plug <laughs> they keep it so real just with all the stuff that they say because and i think that's what's good is because it's like obviously we see who they are as sports broadcasters but it, they're more than just that and mm -hmm. so yeah. i love that they go beyond that or they talk about like funny little tidbits of like things that have happened to them and yep. i know i think like um molly McGrath, I think has like she talked about like one time how like she like accidentally like picked her skin or something and she was getting ready for a live hit. So she's like bleeding on her skin oh. or something like getting ready to do like a live hit. And she's like never gonna do that again and uh -huh. stuff. But it's just like crazy things you don't think about um where it's like, oh my gosh, like normal human things and they're gonna be on. But I love hearing their little stories about it or it just seeing them go on like little mm -hmm. tangents and getting to know them even more yeah. because it's like obviously growing up like seeing them on tv yeah. but it's like no they're they're people too with the same like quirks 100 it makes me love aaron and carissa like even more as people because i always say this but sports broadcasters spend so much time telling other people's stories like you forget to tell your own sure and like point. you have to remember that you still have a, a life outside of sports you're more than that so it's like you have to take the time to say who you are and that's a big reason why avery and i started this literally because of the calm down podcast like oh i love it shout out. yeah literally yeah shout out to the calm down podcast but we are such huge fans of that mm -hmm. and being just yourself because i think that helps so much in just your career a question i always love to ask reporters is just where did you find the line between your personality and bring it into sports reporting and like how do you dance that line of not trying obviously you want to be respected you want to be professional and stuff but how do you find ways to insert your own personality in your work yeah that's a good question i think um i think i just never i guess maybe in my like first market because i was trying you know just to do a really good job and like get good reps and like be very professional and stuff maybe i did stray away from it some at times but i feel like for most of just building the career and like the way I wanted to be on air, I was like, I want to be what like the same person you see on air as like the person you see when you meet me in person. I don't want them to be like, oh, she's very different, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just, I'm just embrace being goofy on air and just saying really quirky things sometimes that I'm just like, I'll cringe at later. But in the moment I'm like, okay, this is me. Like, yeah. and I think that that's where I'm like, I've just embraced it. And I'm like, I'm just going to be myself and kind of, I treat it as if like, okay, when I'm presenting something like how it's almost like I'm having a conversation with a friend and stuff. Like I want to talk to them and present it like that instead of trying to be all like professional and be like this, 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 and this mm -hmm. and stuff like, and, and try to think of it also like in a unique way too. Cause it's like, everyone could just go on Twitter and see that like, you know, a coach said this or a player said this, or this is happening and stuff. But it's like, how can you like grab someone's intention in a way and make it unique but I think my thing going into it is I was always just like just be who you are on tv too mm -hmm. so that way like like I said there's no difference right and I just I feel like that I like being goofy and quirky and and adding little things in to say stuff so yeah I think I've just always been like I'm just gonna be me and you know whoever whoever wants to hire me or whoever like they've got to accept me for right. me and stuff but yeah, so I think that I've never really like struggled with it almost. I've just kind of been like, I'm just going to be myself, I guess. I love so, that. That's yeah. a great yeah. answer. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to touch on your journey a little bit because like you haven't just grown up in the Midwest and stayed in the Midwest. Like me and Anna have so far, like from California to Penn State to Mississippi, and now you're here. Like how, 
how has all that happened so naturally? Like, how'd you get from one thing to the other? What led you to Penn State? Like, I'm just so interested. And oh, you guys okay. spend time. Oh, yeah, you got to spend time. And by the way, I want to go to Duty Noble so bad. It's on my bucket list. So I want to hear about that too. I want yes. to know. The dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel so I bad. Know. Mississippi State's on like an 18 game. I <laughs> Sorry, I should have not this year, but like in the future, I want to go. What, how does that happen? You went a natty and just. I don't know. And the thing Come is, on. I don't know. Like, obviously, they lost a lot of talent, but it's like Mississippi State still. Like, you're. Yeah. Uh, and there's some guys still from that, like, not a whole bunch, but there's. I, Callum Clark, I still on the team. Yeah, exactly. So um, I haven't dug too much into uh, like why, but it, it, the SEC is just always stacked with good baseball yeah. teams. Like it's, I mean, there's always going to be at least like three or four maybe that get into CWS. But yeah, as far as my journey, I think I, um, I just always knew that this business was probably, especially taking like the local news route, it was going to take me to like some places that I probably would have never lived in my life or just somewhere like off the beaten path, like away from family and stuff. So I guess when I went to Penn state, I kind of started to think about that. But um, yeah, as far as like my journey, so I grew up in California for 16 years of my life um, and grew up in San Diego. Um, and so that was cool. I never realized like how lucky I was to be there and how perfect of a place it is until you get out of that California bubble. But thankfully for me, like I've, really embraced it because I think some people might think like oh when you're so used to living in a place like California where it's just you get all four seasons in the whole state and you have like you know beautiful weather in San Diego and this this and that it's like you can be like why is the rest of the world not like this but I think it was good for me to see like other parts of the country and experience like just different culture and like different things so I moved to Virginia my junior year of high school and that was definitely big like having never had snow days, which was amazing. I love, like, I mean, it was not amazing from the weather standpoint because I'm a baby when it comes to the cold, but it was amazing as, like, you know, getting a call, like, school's canceled. I was like, wait, what? School's canceled? <laughs> it's not 75 and sunny every day. Yeah, I was like, this is amazing. Um, So I loved that perspective of it. And just, like, meeting friends, like, my very best friends. I still have really good friends in San Diego, but my core group of friends, like, are my friends in Virginia. And they're all pretty much still there. And so it's it's nice for me to, like, have that core group of friends and have figured that out my junior and senior years and then school I just applied to like all the like big broadcasting schools pretty much um like you know Michigan State my brother went there and they have a decent program like Syracuse Indiana Florida because Aaron Andrews went to Florida. <laughs> there you go so, uh, I was like oh I'm gonna go to UF and like I didn't end up getting in though I was like waitlisted or something weird um and I was like then Penn State, uh, my mom actually grew up in Pennsylvania and her, my whole family lives there. So it wasn't one of those things where it's like, oh, like you're going to go to Penn State because like some of my family was there. And like I always grew up knowing Penn State. It was more one of the things that kind of just fell into it naturally. But of course, they were static. Mm -hmm. And it was great because then I got to reconnect with my family um, in Pennsylvania because they were only like an hour and a half from State College. So they come up for games, yeah. come visit me. That was the best thing because like my mom's family is amazing. And so, yeah, I just ended up going to Penn State and they had a great journalism program there. They had classes that were geared towards sports, like a sports writing class. Shout out to my professor, John Affleck. He was <laughs> he's such a good he just like helped transform my writing so much and just made me like not think of it as 
because I, I just feel like I'm like, oh, I'm not a writer because I think too much about things and like try to be a perfectionist with writing. And so it takes me forever sometimes. That's why I was like TV, like you just get it done, mm -hmm. like rip the bandaid off. But he really helped me look at it in a different way and just become a better writer and like not just kind of like free flow, like, you know, say what happened. Um, but yeah, my time at Penn State was amazing. They won the Big Ten Championship my sophomore year for football and beyond just even football, like Avery, I know that you guys, hockey was big. Yeah. They call it Hockey Valley instead of Happy Valley. Hockey, Valley yep. hockey was big there. So that was fun for me to kind of get into hockey. Um, mm -hmm. Covered like some soccer, lacrosse was big, like, wrestling, huge. So that was amazing. I'm super happy. I miss State College so much. I miss the environment. But yeah, so I ended up going there. And then I think it was like after a month after graduating, one of my um, – one of my friends actually at school, he ended up getting the job at the station in Mississippi, like the Monday through Friday guy. And he was like, oh, like we need a weekend anchor and reporter and stuff. And I was like, I, I became like determined because there's something about being in the South and the sports mm -hmm. there that I was like, oh, that's such a good place to start just because you're in the heart yeah. of like SEC and you've, I mean, New Orleans wasn't too far away. So it'd give love to like the Saints too, and LSU was doing really well then with Joe Burrow, and so it was just kind of like a perfect area where it's like we were so close to Alabama, we we're close to Louisiana and Mississippi and stuff, where you can kind of cover a little bit of everything. But it was a very small town, Mississippi, Meridian. I remember when I went to visit, I was like, "Wow, there's like not a whole lot here," but I was like, "This is what you want to do," and you knew that this is probably where you were going to start and your journey and stuff, and. It was amazing, though, from the perspective of just like some of the things that I was able to cover, but more importantly, like just the people that I was able to meet there. Like I'm still friends with like one of the assistant coaches that is on for the high school football teams there. Still keep in touch with my coworkers. They were great. And just the community in general was just very welcoming. Um, so living in the South, the deep South was like it was interesting because I never knew I would end up there. But I'm really thankful for my time there and like being in a small town. and I'm happy that I can like down the road you know like hopefully tell kid my kids and stuff like oh yeah I lived here and <laughs> this is what it was like and all that and so it was fun and then yeah my last week on the job actually in Mississippi was covering Mississippi State in the super regional and then punching their ticket oh, to CWS yeah. which is amazing That's crazy I was like I want to go to Omaha I want to go to Omaha but it was like my last week and I was going to live in Dallas with my mom for a bit and hadn't hadn't gotten a job yet like I was still searching and then just kind of full circle where the job here in Omaha. And I was like, oh, I know Omaha. I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I, it, it was amazing to see that it was more than just, and I, you know, know this with like Nebraska and, and Creighton and then discovering UNO and seeing like that it was more than just CWS. Like it really is just a whole year round sports cycle mm -hmm. in Omaha where it's like you, you like, there's maybe that lull in the summer for a bit, but besides that, like you're go, go, go. So I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to be busy yeah. and go there. And I've loved it. That's so, crazy. When was your, what was your first like initial reaction to coming to Omaha? I was just, I truly was just so happy to get the job because even when they, they had flown me out to check out the station. Um, and that was, I mean, seeing the station, I was like, this is amazing. And just really getting to meet people. Uh, I was like, oh, this is awesome. And just getting the opportunity, like the hotel I was staying at was like right near um, the ballpark. And so it was cool just to be able to like see that, see mm -hmm. the statue. And I was like, I really like the feel of this town. Like I, I kind of enjoyed that it wasn't like going from a very small town to like a huge city right, right away. I was like, okay, I'm like, this is a nice like midtown city. And slowly but surely like throughout 
my two years almost of being here on my days off. Like it's been fun for me to just go explore and try new restaurants. And I'm like, I want to even go see more of the state now too. Cause mm-hmm. I just feel like I only know the stretch like of like, like Lincoln and Omaha, yeah. but I'm like, I want to go out and see more of the States and, and see some of the smaller towns and like really gather what like Nebraska is like, but so far, I mean, everyone has been so great and the food and, and everything. Like I like need to get my friends out here. I'm like, why? I'm like, guys, come visit me and stuff. And I know it's like kind of far from Virginia, but I'm like, we there's stuff to do here. Like we can, there is a lot to do. We'll have stuff to do. Omaha's food scene is so slept on across the nation. I always say that to people. I'm like, Omaha's great food. Do they look, give us your top five, Anna. I want to know you have a list. Top five restaurants. Yeah. Wow, really on the spot. Uh, number hey, one, list. number one's Block Sixteen for sure. Yes, I haven't been yet. You gotta go to Block I know, Sixteen. I haven't been yet. I need to. Um, Yoshitomo Sushi. If you like sushi, very oh. very good. Um, let's see, burgers. Besides Block Sixteen, also Stella's and mm. what's that other one? There's there's one more like off the interstate. Stella's is in like La Vista area, but still counts as Omaha. Um, yeah, and then honestly, Moolah's really good for if you want like some street Mexican. And there's some really good Blackstone restaurants, but there's a just there's so much. I mean, I could go yeah. probably on and on about different restaurants, but seriously, like slept on scene. Better than <laughs> Kansas City, Avery. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I still need to go to Kansas City. You've been to Kansas will, City? I know. I've like obviously like the drive to Louisville. I was like, oh, there's like getting to go by like uh to see the city and then seeing St. Louis too. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. enough. Like we drove right yeah. by like Coffin Stadium. You could see yeah. Arrowhead. Like it was yeah. whoa, and it, it, it appeared just like that. Like I was like, it does. Oh, it's literally in the middle of like nowhere. Like <laughs> it really is the middle of nowhere. I was like, Which, wait a minute. Yeah. It was cool. But yeah, I want to go to Kansas City. I'm a big barbecue girl. Like, I'm yes. like give me a pulled pork sandwich. Give me like, give me the baked beans. Give me cornbread. Yeah. Like, give me Avery's all got that. recommendations for you. Uh-huh. So I got you. I oh, would say that I have good barbecue. So no, I, I don't claim that but here. I think we're like the reason why I enjoy Omaha too is just because like Omaha feels like a tad bit of a smaller version of Kansas City. Like without the pro sports, like we're very yeah. synonymous. Like your two bigger Midwest cities um you know we're sports towns Erin Andrews actually said on um their podcast she was when I go to Kansas City I feel like I'm going to like a college town for pro sports and I feel like that feels probably similar but mm-hmm. flip-flopped in Nebraska I feel like people probably go to Omaha and it feels like a pro sport atmosphere because of how serious everyone takes it like I feel like just the scenes from food from sports to just being I don't know like there's a lot to do when people don't think there's a lot to do I would say it's yeah, it's a fun place to visit, but I would say it's very similar to Omaha. Very similar. It's on the come up. Casey has the freaking World Cup coming too. That's cr- I did. Isn't I that remember insane? that. That's awesome. Good for them. Like that's that's so cool. I love that. And just the fact that Omaha next year also for like March Madness is hosting. Yeah, first and second. One of the regionals. Yeah, let's go Omaha. Like, too bad Creighton can't be in it. I know. Right? How <laughs> insane like a- would that be if Creighton was in? It would just be blue. Yeah, everywhere. literally. There would. A, no school would get a single ticket honestly <laughs> exactly. yeah exactly just a slight unfair advantage, it would be very but... very unfair yeah it, it just wouldn't work okay i also was creeping on your linkedin and i saw that you were part of <laughs> linkedin the... i yeah, yeah you need to update it, on the... it. oh i totally need you haven't posted in a while i realized <laughs> I, I remember there was like a stretch in college where i was like linkedin is so big like i gotta utilize it and now i'm like like I, I post once a month or so good for you but <laughs> that's, that's not that's not that much but um 
I saw that you're part of a women's in sports group, like the chapter of it at Penn oh, State, right? Oh, awesome. Yes. You were yeah, vice yeah. president. Yeah, uh, it was uh, awesome. The Association for Women in Sports Media. Yes. Oh, that yes. was really cool. Um, going back to, like I said, my sports writing teacher, John Affleck, he was actually like the, he was the, um, like the professor, like, I guess the, like, head of it. Um, I'm like trying to think of the right word, but he like was the head of it. What was it? Like sponsor, maybe? Yeah, sponsor. There we go. Words are hard sometimes, guys. <laughs> okay, like, I got you. Here. Um, haven't had enough coffee. But uh, so he was like the, the sponsor for it. And then we also had um, another gal, Audrey Snyder, who's actually Penn State's uh, writer now for The Athletic. And so when I was joining in it, she was actually transitioning from writing for another place, The Athletic, because when The Athletic was becoming big. And so I remember talking to her about it. And she was like, yeah, like, I'm joining this. And she's amazing. Like, not just even for Penn State, but she's just a really good writer in general. So big shout out Audrey Schneider, because she she does a great job. Um, but yeah, so I was part of the chapter there. I was vice president my, is it senior year, I think? But just so cool. Like, I, I wish I was involved with it from, my like, the start. I don't think I got into it until, like, the end of my sophomore year. So I was only really part of it for, like, two years. But even mm -hmm. in those two years, just getting to be part of it was super cool. Like, we won chapter of the year my junior year. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I was vice president my senior year. We won chapter of the year, though, because we had a really great president, um, Katie Kemmerer, who actually she works for the Chiefs. She does stuff for them, and she's cool. loved it. So she's really cool. But just being part of it, we really got to do like a lot of good trips and go like see places. A lot of speakers we had come in was really awesome. Um, awesome. I feel like unplugging everything was awesome. Uh, so I loved being part of that. It was cool just to be able to be part of a group of women. And then they had a they have a conference every every summer. They have a big convention and. I got to go to the one uh, where we won chapter of the year, and that was in Arizona. It was like in Phoenix, which mm -hmm. was really cool because Mina Kimes was like one of the speakers. Oh, love uh, Mina. Yeah, she was so funny. I love her though, except I'm a 49er fan and she's a Seahawks she fan. Seahawks fan. And so yeah. I'm just like, I love you, Mina, but like, but it's okay. Respect. Um, mm -hmm. I think she even has, I think she has a Seahawks tattoo. Really? If I'm not mistaken. I think I'm like, I'm like 80% sure. We'll she was born in Omaha, fun fact. Okay, I actually forgot that. That's yeah, right. But it was she was born here because her dad was like at the off Air Force Base, oh, so she didn't okay. live here very long. But okay, that's still claim still it. Counts. Fun fact, still claim it. It still counts. Yeah. So she was one of the speakers. Um, yep. Beth Moans was there too. Just awesome. a lot of like really awesome women. Um, just really prominent women. So it was cool just to like hear from them. But being part of Awesome at Penn State was so cool. Like I said, we took a lot of really cool trips. Um, had a lot of like Courtney Cronin. I remember she mm -hmm. like zoomed in one time. So she is now. Is she, I think she was with the Vikings. She, yeah. Or I was? She was with the Vikings. NFL and I, Network maybe? I think she's now with like covers the Bears. So the she, Bears? Like, yeah, yeah, she does cover the Bears. Yeah, yeah. so she like switched. Uh, I to, follow her. Yeah, she's yeah. awesome. So she's great. Talking to her. Um, we actually had, and I saw her at, um, in Louisville, we had Dana O'Neill, who's a Penn State alum. She came and talked one time, and she actually wrote a book on kind of the history of the Big East that I read because I think she released it like maybe in the summer of last year. But I just remember it was crazy because uh, in Louisville, you know how they have like the podium and mm -hmm. everything. So I just like someone got the mic and it's like Dana O'Neill, the athletic. And I was like, Dana O'Neill's here? Like, that's so cool. <laughs> and of course, because we're so busy, I didn't get to talk yeah, to her. But yeah. She's great. She's a Penn State alum, but she does really good writing and she's always, um, She's always just covered basketball. She covered a lot of like Villanova during their run, but it's just a lot of opportunities. And it's kind of crazy. Like I remember Lisa Salters came and 
She is so small. Lisa Salters is so small, but she's amazing and just so well-spoken. And I just love seeing her on TV um, doing her thing. But yeah, just a lot of really good people that came. And I don't know if, um, like, I haven't looked to see if, like, Nebraska, UNO, Creighton, like, I guess, I don't know, because Creighton, I know, doesn't really have, like, a journalism, a big sports journalism Mm -hmm. program. But it would be cool. I don't know if they have awesome, but... I think I tried school. to start it at UNO. Yeah. But we have to have 25 members. Okay. Before you start a chapter. So we, oh, okay. Avery and I started the Women in Media Club. So something like so very similar. Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. what what it was, it, what it would have been without the title and like the affiliation to the chapter because our sports mm-hmm. program was so small. So, like, I, I really wanted to include like everybody mm-hmm. in news and reporting and like because not every woman that was in that program like wanted to do sports we don't even have a we didn't have a major specifically for sports broadcasting even so it's like hard to differentiate like I would have to literally ask everybody do you like sports or not and like it was a small pool of us it was like me Avery Alexa Blaze and like maybe one or two other women but like it was a small group of us at UNO Good for you guys, though, because I didn't know. I thought that was the case. Like, I mm-hmm. thought you guys really, like, spearheaded that. So that's amazing to, like. It was, jump. yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I love that. Women empowerment. They like, need, just, they need more of it at Lincoln, too. Uh, yeah. I think they've been working on it for sure. I mean, Avery and I did the spring game with them. Oh, cool. And it was the first all-women's broadcast of a. I think I remember seeing KRNU, that. KRNU, yeah. yeah. It was oh, sweet. Awesome. Big Ten Network covered it. Megan McEwen, that was really, it was a really cool moment too. It was like us, a gal from UNK, and then UNL, UNL. So it was like it brought the whole school system together too. So it's like, but it also was like, we need more, you know, like we just need more women. So it's like, it's not going away, guys. Right. It's it's never enough, you know. There's always (laughs) some people that, you know, have their thoughts on like, how can you hear a woman talk about this sport or like, yeah. I don't want to see this, this women talk about this and that. And I just think it's one of those things, like you mentioned earlier, like we just got to stick together. Like mm-hmm. this is really is a sisterhood because even like when I got the job in Omaha, um, there was a woman who messaged me and was like, Hey, look out for Aaron Sorensen. And like, I was like, oh, okay, like, is Aaron really the only one? And then like seeing Aaron and, and the meeting you guys and like my friend Lauren that were like Grace too, mm-hmm. like just so, so many. Um, there's Abby. She uh, works for like, she helps with on three, like yep. online. Like there's just so, so many. And so, like you said, it's, a, it's really a sisterhood and it's, I just, my face lights up seeing another woman in the room yep. and like, I just know that I can, we all like naturally can gravitate towards each other. And so I just love, like you said, like, let's build each other up and help each yep. other. And that's what I would definitely want to try to do. Like, even when my position opened in Mississippi, one of my coworkers, like, she's like, oh, like a girl I went to school with is interested. I'm like, let's get her in. Like, let's get her yep. in. Let's mm-hmm. get the job. So that way we can just kind of like right. keep building from there and stuff. And yep. so I just, I'm like, let's help, you know, funnel the next like women to come in and, and take that spot and do that. So yeah, we always say if you can see it, you can be it. And, like, you never realize how much seeing another woman in your position helps you, like, growing up. Like, we already mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Watching whoever on college game day, you don't realize subconsciously what that does for you as a young girl. And being like, oh, wait, yeah. I can do that. Because if you hadn't seen it, you hadn't had those role models, you probably wouldn't be in the spot you are. Sure. I know that's true for me, and, and I, I'm sure yeah. Avery would say the yeah. same. Yeah. It's yeah. like, if you don't have those role models, then yeah. it's like you don't understand the possibilities. So yeah. I love that. And 
getting more women in the door. And I know you've had Annie Elming come shadow you, and now she's interning with KTV, yeah. which I love. She's awesome. It's great. She just and she's she's gravitated towards everything very quickly because it's a lot to take in. Um, it's a lot of like running parts and, and figuring it out. And for someone who like has never really been in a, has never been in a local TV setting, like just trying to understand terminology yep. and just kind of the way we do things sometimes it's complicated, but like, it's not one of those things where it's like, I've had to tell her maybe like twice and it's, it's stuck with her and she's understood it and has done really well. And it's, it's like fun for me to be able to have her go with me to things because I just like love being like, okay, so I just finished recording a stand-up. Like, now it's your turn. And I love that she's, she always jumps into it, though. Like, she's never like, oh, I don't know. Like, she's always like, yeah, like, let me go in and let mm -hmm. me, like, get the reps and let me do that. And so that's yeah. fun for me because definitely, like, getting into the business and stuff is like, I'm like, I want to help. Like, I want to be out in the community. And I definitely want to help, like, foster the next generation of, like, people that want to be in sports broadcasting or just local TV and like help them. And so I'm like, it brings me like so much joy helping her with like building a reel. Cause yeah. I'm like, I never had someone like that. Like I just did it myself and I just looked at other people's real reels and stuff and tried to like base it off that or like ask professors opinions. But it's like more exciting for me to be like, Oh, I think you should put this clip here mm -hmm. or like, Oh, we got to get you to do this and this. It's like, I'm like, dang, I oh, wish that I would have had someone to help. The reels are such a never-ending battle of yeah. trying to put together your best yeah. stuff continuously. Yeah. I mean, it's... Because that's literally, that's our resume. It's just like yeah. what you see on tape and stuff. And so, and it's interesting because, you know, some people, it's like some people like a reel will jump out to them versus like another person. Like I've just learned in this business, like it's, there's never really like, you never know what's going to happen. Like some people get hired in positions and you're like, oh, I feel like this person maybe would have been better, but... It's just one of those things where like it all just kind of happens for a reason and stuff like yeah. especially after my first market like there were jobs where I was like oh I feel like so qualified for this and I was having good conversations and thought I was going to get it and then like didn't yeah. end up getting mm -hmm. it but I'm just all like it's God's plan like yeah. truly like mm -hmm. Omaha was the plan and this is like mm -hmm. where I was supposed to be and it's just like a whole just part of the journey so yeah a little bit like right now like what does kind of like a day in your life look like for those like unfamiliar with you know, what local TV and covering local sports looks like. Yeah. Oh, She's like, gosh. which day? I know. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, how do I define this one? Yeah. I think that's, that's why I love the business so much. I'm sure you guys like can relate to it. It's just every day is so different. Like, and especially being local, like we have to cover so much. It's not like we're just a team specific or a league specific, even like we're having to put our hands in so many different things. Like, I mean, Creighton men's basketball season ends next day. Like we're at Husker spring practice. It's like one thing ends another starts and you're trying to keep up with so many things. So I just feel like for me, I mean, even beyond like just the job, uh, I try to start my day, which I never was like this. I try to start my day working out. Uh, yeah. That was just been bad the last couple <laughs> weeks, but I never was a morning workout person. I actually used to be like, how do people do that? How do they wake up and just work out? I can never understand. Uh, but I started working out with, my coworker Sarah, because I needed someone to to push me, mm -hmm. and she always did it before work. So I was like, "All right, I gotta roll out of bed and get to the Y and work out with her." But it, it helps tremendously, like having someone work out. But yeah, it's been like it's been a couple weeks since I've gone to the gym. Um, just haven't been eating as great too. Being well, on the we, road. Yeah, yeah, we both been gone. I felt the same yeah. way. I'm like, "Oh my god, I need to work out so I know. bad." I'm like, "Oh, like I had fried chicken like the first, of course, in Louisville. Like I had yeah. fried chicken and mac and cheese for dinner, and I was just like, this is adding. This is <laughs> yep. the start of something bad." <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I'll just like try and work out. And then I like, I'll come home and kind of think about like, 
you know, what do we have going on for the day? And even the night before, I'll kind of think about that. Um, cause we always, we have like a just schedule of like what's happening kind of, you know, the whole month, but especially like the next day. So I'll just think about that and just get ready. And depending on like work, I normally am at work from like two o'clock and then don't leave until like 10, 10 30, sometimes 11. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that two, two thirty window to like 10 30, 11 at night is like the schedule. So I'm like a big night owl, obviously, just because you don't get off work till late. And then, but yeah, I try to like not be like, I try to not sleep in. I know some people that are in the business that don't go into late, like they may sleep in like right up to the hour, but I'm definitely a person that likes to get my day started. Like I like to have a cup of coffee. Like I said, go work out, like really just kind of enjoy the day. So that way I don't feel like, oh, I just slept in yeah. and like all yeah. I have to do is go to work and stuff. Sure. But yeah, I mean, at this point now, like it's kind of like a little bit of a slow period. So it's been nice just because all the like high school spring sports are starting, baseball season, like Husker football with spring. Uh, it's like before you know it, like spring game's going to be here mm-hmm. and stuff. But a lot of it is just, like I said, maybe going and doing interviews or like working on a story or going to like shoot a game and then coming back and like putting highlights together, like helping to put the show together and everything. So especially with my role, like I'm just our reporter, like fill in anchor. So for me, I'm like doing a lot of like going out and being yeah. at events or like running and getting interviews or like covering events. And to me, I really was like drawn to this role because I like being out and I like being at the events mm-hmm. and I like covering stuff and like doing interviews out there and like getting post-game reaction stuff. Like that's, that's me fun. Like anchoring is, is, nice sometimes it's good to get the reps but it's more fun for me to like be out there and actually be with people and like talk to them and like make those connections which you get to do a lot more and stuff by being out there so I've loved the role that I'm in like just getting to go out and do that but I don't know if I answered your question very well but yeah it's kind of like yeah it's kind of like the typical day is like I try to just enjoy it though and not make work like fully the responsive like of all my day if that's what it's filled with so totally I mean the night all part I think we all can relate to just because every game is after work for everybody so it's like we work reverse schedules of and sometimes it's mornings too with like Husker practice or Damon and Andrew do their morning show 7 7 a.m to 10 and it's like you still got to pay attention to what happens at night so it's like really never ending I know and it's it's tough because you're always on your phone like Isaac just committed to Creighton like right before we started this yeah and I'm like tweeting and I'm like like you know, you're, yeah. you're always multitasking yeah. and doing something. Yeah. And I yeah. It's funny because whenever I'm at, at events, I don't know why, but like security people always are like, are you ever not looking at your phone? Do they ever tell you that? They're like, no, actually. I, but people I think- always say that to me or like make comments. Like adults always make comments to me about that. I'm like, it's my job. Like I really like I, I legit yeah. have to be on my phone right now. But like, and you're like uh, the sorry. adults hate it. They're like, why are you looking at me? I'm like, I feel like I'm Adam Schefter. I'm like always looking at my phone like texting somebody or tweeting something out it's like Anna Schefter it's not <laughs> it's non-stop but it's like a blessing and a curse but I don't know how do you feel about the social media I feel the same and I'm I feel bad from the perspective of like I don't get back to people all the time that have like texted yeah. me but yet I'm like here I am live tweeting and, yeah. stuff. and I feel so bad because I'm like they're seeing that but they now if they're like my good friends or family they understand they're like you're working mm-hmm. like yeah. you are live tweeting is you working right. but it's just like you feel so bad because they see it and they're like oh she's she's obviously on her phone <laughs> it's like yeah I know, <laughs> I, know. I am but I'm literally working like I can't I don't even have time to respond yep. to you I barely have time to like live tweet so I always feel yeah. bad about it from that perspective but no we we 
like have to be on our phones because it's just another platform yep. of like and especially with the world we're living in with just instant stuff like sure we have to put our stuff together for our newscast later but it's like we still got to get this information mm -hmm. out like instantly on social media and our website and stuff and then it's like of course then we report about it later and put in maybe some more details and stuff but no i mean this is like it's, it's like half your job it feels yeah. like yeah i mean for me it feels like pretty much my entire job oh, so yeah. It's yeah, kind of crazy, yeah. like, how much it's evolved, and it's, like, you can essentially do almost all your work on your phone. Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy yeah. How, yeah. It's, how it's been, but, like, you have to keep up, too. I like, know. you can't be the person that's, like, I'm not going to have social media. Like, that can't exist anymore in, like, our world of sports no. reporting. Like, it's your brand. You're going to miss stuff. Like, yeah. truly, like, the Isaac Trout news, like, yeah. finding out through Twitter, and then it's, like, you know, you get the email later with more of the details and stuff, but it's like that's that's like how news unless, is breaking. Yep, yeah, it's crazy. Like Adam Schefter and like Woj bombs and yep, stuff. Woj like they become a thing. <laughs> Seriously, it's ridiculous. Okay, yeah. I want to ask, um, since you're fun and quirky, any <laughs> funny, quirky, embarrassing moments on TV that you've had? Oh, I just feel like everything I say is so. <laughs> I feel quirky. that too. I feel that too. <laughs> like I look back because I hate watching myself back, and I'm just like. I'm like, why? Why did you say that? Why? Um, it's just like, just own it. Um, I don't know. That's a, let me think. I don't know. If throughout your entire career, because I've definitely had moments. I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's been anything like where I've done where it's just been like super embarrassing. Um, I don't know. I have to think on that one. I know one thing that was kind of embarrassing that happened. It wasn't even embarrassing. It was more just like, of course, this would happen to me. But um for last year's class a basketball state championship the boys i was like getting the trophy shot because that's like the big one so i was like getting in there like getting them all celebrating and jumping up and down and there's a slight drop off at pba of the court yeah. and we are like jumping up and down and so i like am you know backing up and stuff and then i literally fell off and like flipped over a chair <laughs> i've seen the video actually camera. yeah <laughs> like whoa and stuff and you've got this massive camera on you so i just like totally went down yeah. and i was like okay well you know, I don't know who, hopefully like not too many people like saw that, but then Tim Cannon, who was their coach, his daughter was like, she was getting the video like of them celebrating stuff because they're all in the stands behind. And she's like, I don't know if you want it, but like, I got, I got, you're in the video falling. And I was like, yes, so that. <laughs> which I was fine with just putting it out on social media. But then of course my boss, Andy Kendi has to take it a step further and literally uh -huh. put it on our newscast. And I was just like, really? That's really? hilarious. So, but then everyone saw it. But I think it was good because it really shows, like, also just the reality of what we, like, like what a lot of us do mm -hmm. and stuff. Like, we are in there getting the shot and stuff and, like, truly fighting for our it's lives. dangerous like, at some points, yeah. Like, I look at, like, even after the Super Bowl or, like, NBA Finals, yeah. like, World Series, like, maybe not so much World Series, but, like, those scrums and stuff. Like, yeah. I feel so bad for the, like, they're, like. <laughs> I in there <laughs> like this like like Tracy oh. Wolfson she's so small and I've seen her be like you know like fighting yeah. for her life and the camera guys like shaking her it's like uh -huh. a, it's a jungle out there truly Literally. um so that maybe that one was kind of embarrassing and stuff but I don't know I pretty much just own all the embarrassing stuff I yeah. say especially I think the the most embarrassing things that happen sometimes it's like even recording this where it's like I'm trying to find the word to say and I literally can't I'm like <laughs> words are hard I'm like you're not gonna find the word just abort and yeah, just don't embarrass it. yourself even just more leave it. Oh. So. um literally Ellie witnessed it well not kind of but not really but I was trying to do like a little selfie stand up their day I kind of waited till everyone was leaving because it's just too much was happening and it wasn't supposed to be overly formal it was supposed to be really casual 
And every single time I started talking, I'd either mess up my word or like a player would walk out of the locker room or like someone walk by and be like, hey, how are you? Like, as I'm looking at the camera and I'm like, okay, start over again. Like Ellie had literally gone outside, done her stand up, come back in. And I'm literally still saying like, <laughs> I couldn't find the words. And then of course, I don't know who the coach was. I don't know. I, I probably should, but it's a whole new coaching staff. So bear with me, but I'm standing there literally mid recording. And he's like, Hey, like, can I help? Like, let me, let me do it. I'll record it. And I was like, no, 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 you're totally, totally fine. Like, it's just like a selfie. It's just totally casual. Just like the points I picked up from practice today. And he's like, no, 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 I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. So he like grabs the camera, like off my tripod, turns it around. And now I'm, in, I've gone from like a selfie, super casual video to like full on stand up. And I'm like, I told him like, no, 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 you're totally fine. Like you're good. You're good. He's like, no, no, no. I want to hear you kill it. Let's go. And I'm like, no, I literally don't even have anything. I don't even have, I don't even have anything put together. Yeah, like, <laughs> going to put clips over it, like whatever. And I like tried to say something and I said Omaha instead of Lincoln. And then I said something else. And I was like, you're good. Like literally you, you're fine. And he's like, no, no, you're doing great. Like you're literally doing great. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you. I literally couldn't. Put it. it was like one of those, like 40 take days, you know, where like no word came nothing he's now recording me and i'm like oh okay here we go that's hilarious that i went outside i went outside i'm like is that door still open no one watched me (laughs) you feel so bad because you're like oh it's nice that they're like trying to help but you're like no like you're not helping like yeah afterward he was like you got all the right points like you nailed it i'm like it wasn't even about that it was like that i literally stuttered 10 times throughout the entire presentation (laughs) exactly no but you're right there's such a balance it's like some days i'm like one take wonder and then other days it's like yeah. it takes like mm-hmm. you said I'm like, like where I'm like am I ever gonna be consistent yep. <laughs> it's just sometimes it happens like there, it can be like there's a lot going on like with covering March Madness and tight deadlines where you're just like you have to do one take and that's your one take and that's what it is I feel like it's almost like you get in trouble when you have all this time like that's when I find myself doing like a hundred yeah. takes because I'm like oh I have this time and then I'm like I said that weird or like I could have phrased this right. better and so yes. I know, it's almost like working under pressure sometimes like you just are 100%. like I just have to do it and that's that yeah. So, yeah well of course I'm like sitting there like trying to have the backdrop because they move all the backdrops so I use like the go big red one little did I know that door was like where everyone exits so now this coach is recording me and like now the guys are like getting in behind him they're like whatever and I'm like no 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 this is not not the day this is my first spring practice keep going go oh <laughs> I, that way. I know how you're feeling though Avery because like I said I was I think Nebraska had played week zero my first year. And then I came in for the like first home game, I think of the season. And yeah. I remember getting like, they ha- they used to do, I don't know if they'll do it like under rule, but with Frost they did. So they have your main podium after the game. And then they had like a side post. And so they were like, we're going to have you get the side posts and stuff. And like, you know, I'm like just writing down their numbers because I don't know any of their names right. yet and stuff. And yeah. so then like my boss after is like, okay, who'd you get? And I'm like, uh, I'm like number 65 like yeah. I'm like I don't know like who it was and stuff like just trying to put faces to names because I mean mm-hmm. the rosters are huge uh-huh. and stuff. yeah I know how, what you're going through and like you know like you said we're kind of all in the same boat too as far as just like remembering the staff and like not yeah I mean even Andy almost forgot Matt Rule's name the other day I think on the air apparently so it just really? like, it happens with just new faces yeah. and stuff like and you're just so used to saying it over mm-hmm. and over again that you're just like okay it's matt rule like yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Scott, matt rule you're like jeez, yeah. okay i love it yeah. he is guys he's like the best boss ever he's, he's literally the best he's a girl dad too and it's yep. so fun oh, to me because he's got, 
he's got three daughters. And so I'm like, okay, he, he tolerates with like just me and, and some of the mess ups I have sometimes where he, I'm just like, okay, he's so good about it. Like he never, he never gets mad. He's always like very understanding because he knows that I'm going to be like mad at myself about it. So mm-hmm. he's like, whatever. But the funniest thing to me, um, was it's just like he always talks about having to go to like dance recitals and like choir and stuff and he's always just like oh yeah like he's off but he's like i have to go to this dance thing but (laughs) but he'll still be like watching the videos on his phones too sometimes like he truly is the ultimate girl dad and i think the funniest moment though which every a lot of people can relate to was he had to get taylor swift tickets for kansas city for like him his wife I think his daughters and his daughter's friends and he was doing it at work and it was just like constant like just like what what is going on and stuff and like the credit cards declining and then he's like on the phone with his wife like did you get through and then he's on the phone with his daughter did you get through to get tickets and stuff and it was just amazing to see how much effort he was putting in to get these Taylor Swift tickets and Uh just like the frustration I think I know that a lot of people were dealing with trying to get it yeah he was trying to get I think like (laughs) six tickets maybe or something mm-hmm. which is like oh, real wow. tough to get with taylor swift yeah. but he got it but i was just wow. like i was just like because his desk is here and mine is like on the other side so i was just like kind of like listening and like peeping and stuff like just kind of just like yelling at his computer i know he's just like a little slamming in the fist like <laughs> why is this not working why is the credit card declining and stuff and then finally he gets it and you're like all is well i got the taylor swift tickets. what an ultimate dad he really my gosh is. that's amazing i know i was like shout out to him because i don't know my dad would just be like you like I don't know what to do, but uh-huh. Andy was like so determined. Like so, I, I think he's going. Then obviously we'll have to see if he's a Swift. Well, we'll have to see some pictures for sure. He better post something. I know, if right? He's at the Swifty concert. Okay, well let's wrap this thing up, Ellie. As you take a drink of your coffee, biggest piece of advice for aspiring young reporters. Ooh, I feel like I haven't got that question in a while. So, um, gosh, there's so many things that come to mind, but I think. One thing I've told recently and kind of just goes with this is it's like, don't ever let someone feel like you don't like have a seat at the table and stuff. Cause I mean, we already talked about it. There's a lot of of growth to like more and more people are getting into this business. And so I feel like sometimes maybe the like younger generation might think compared with like us where there's not opportunities anymore, but like, I'm like, just know that you always have a seat at the table too. And like, I, I definitely mean that for like women too, especially is because sometimes I feel like they can maybe get like intimate, like feel intimidated with certain roles or stuff or make people feel like, oh, like you don't really belong and stuff. But just know like you always have a seat at the table and know that like if you want something like just grind for it and and work for it until it's yours or create an opportunity for yourself. I mean, even you guys like at school talking about how there wasn't really a a club at UNO for just broadcasting and you guys even like creating it. Like I know that there's some people I've seen that like at their school, journalism isn't really a big major. And so they've really taken it and made it their own and like made it even bigger. So I would just say like, just know you have a spot at the table. And if you want to make something happen, like just work so hard until it does happen. And just keep pushing and like you'll get it so i uh, yeah i guess that's probably my biggest advice claps for ellie oh my gosh i was i'm like gosh like a million things going in my head but who am i to give advice i'm like i need advice guys (laughs) that's how i feel too and people ask me for advice i'm like you want my advice okay that's how we all feel though it's amazing ellie thank you so much for joining we appreciate you We'll keep watching out for you. Where can we find you on Twitter, Instagram? Uh, Twitter is Ellie French TV. I think Instagram's just Ellie French. Uh, but yeah, I'm on Twitter like 
25 7 there you go i'm like my life truly so like you said just the business but yeah so twitter twitter's a biggie for sure all right well thanks so much we appreciate your time thanks guys a heard at sports network production